This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 106 of the Stable Scoop Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network. Cross-training those ha-ha horses. Please support our sponsors as they make this show possible. Our title sponsor is Omega Alpha. You can find them at OmegaAlpha.ca. And this episode is also sponsored by Equestrian Collections at EquestrianCollections.com. Plus Uncle Jimmy's. And you can find all their products at Uncle-Jimmy's.com. This is Helena B., and you're listening to the Stable Scoop Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network. Well, it's good to be back, Helena. Oh, it's great to be back. I and know. We, we had some fun over the last couple of weeks, and if anybody missed last week's show, they should go back and listen to it, because we got lots of good comments about it on Facebook. That's the one where old Kim there, Kimberly, turned the tables on us. Uh, it was very difficult to be in the hot seat. <laughs> I, I definitely appreciate what our guests go through when they call when we call them. I know, and you know, that's something we don't think about because we do this so much now that it, it we just don't even think about that the guests might be nervous and, you know, a little anxious. But we had a couple comments I wanted to share with you on Facebook about last week's show. It was the show where Kimberly Brown from the International Equestrian Festival interviewed Helene and I and made us very uncomfortable. Very. And uh, Katie Watson said, well done, Kimberly, you're a great host. And she was. She did a great job. Lisa Bike said, I've been LOLing here at work between this show and Tack and Habit. Love Jen screaming out in the background, LMAO, which I can't say the, out loud here. So, uh, yes, Jen did have a good time prompting, uh, prompting Kim with all the questions that were asked. Oh, she was a one-woman peanut gallery, your wife. <laughs> yeah. And, and talk about hand-waving and thumping on things in the background. Yes. <laughs> She was so animated. <laughs> and, and then Robert Dunn, who's a big fan of all the shows, and we appreciate Robert listening to all of them, said, love this week's show. Glenn, you should have given up those buttons for a show. It would be good for you. So, um, I wrote back to Robert <laughs> no, and said, never. Robert, give up the buttons. Really? You know I love the buttons. So, you know, I do love the buttons. Uh, I'm all about the buttons. Nobody touches my buttons. Um, so anyway, you can you can you can you can hang out with Uncle Jimmy and his balls any day, but you can't touch my buttons. That's not allowed. <laughs> hey, this is a G-rated show. <laughs> so anyway, we're we're we have a full show today. We I, we just yeah nothing like a bunch of guests. I know we have a bunch of guests. We have Kathleen finally back with an update. She's now in the state of Nebraska. So making her way and apparently enjoying this state a whole lot more than the state of Wyoming. So we're going to uh, catch up with Kathleen and get an update from her. It's been weeks now since we've spoken to Kathleen. It feels like weeks. Yeah. Well, and and then we have a fun guest coming up. I call him Eventing John. He does the website Eventing Nation, and it's become very popular in the eventing community. But he just started a new site that we're going to hear about, and it is a trip. Um, I think yeah, it's be- quickly become very popular. Oh, I know, like skyrocketed to the the 
popular list of the horse world. What did I tell you? The first day I saw it, I said, this site is a genius yeah. marketing tool. Yeah. And so we're going to get John on to talk about his newest site and, and uh, go over that a little bit and have, have a good chuckle there. And then you have the next guest coming up, too. I do. I do. Um, we're, we're talking to Jamie Cohen today, an equine massage therapist, about cross-training your horse and why it's so important for, for good muscle health. So that's the serious part of it. <laughs> you know me. I always got to get serious. <laughs> I know. You have to get serious a couple minutes every day. Sorry. That's all right. But that we're going to... I though. think we should just get right to the guests because we have so much to do today. All right. Let's and go. And there's a lot going on. And I do want to make an, uh, one announcement, though, that I think we're going to tease everybody a little bit. In the next two weeks, we're going to have a big announcement coming out for the Horse Radio Network of a new show that is that is coming out very soon. Uh, people may, a lot of people noticed the Facebook postings we put up there about needing a co-host, and I got a couple of emails from people saying, "You're not firing Helena, are you?" Oh! But uh, I said, "No, Helena's not going anywhere. If I fired her, she wouldn't leave anyway." So <laughs> <It's true. laughs> she just keeps showing up. So um, we're not firing Helena. We have a new show coming out. We can't announce it yet, but within the next two weeks, we expect there to be an announcement. And I would say that it's going to take the Horse Radio Network to a new level. It's different than anything we've done before, uh, but it, we're just looking forward to it. It's going to be a lot of fun. And, uh, and people did notice that we had selected a co-host for that show. Matter of fact, she's flying in here to Lexington next Wednesday and going to spend four or five days with Jennifer and I. And we're going to spend some time in show planning and show prep and just having a good time here in Lexington. Matter of fact, Helena, next Thursday, we're going over Thursday morning. The, uh, the good folks at the Kentucky Horse Park are having us over to do a photo shoot uh, for this show. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. I, I'm so excited for it. I mean, I love doing my, my tack and habit and stable scoop, but I'm really excited that you have a new, some new blood, and I think she's going to be fantastic. Well, I do want to mention that you can go to eventingradio.com at the latest episode. Uh, she actually makes an appearance on the Venting Show because it was through the Eventing Show and the Eventing Facebook page that she heard about this opportunity. So she actually heard about it on Facebook and called and applied like we had almost 70 others do. And so that's how she heard about us. So she actually makes it a little bit of an appearance at the beginning of the eventing show. You'll get to hear her, hear her and uh, hear a little bit about her. So you can check that out at eventingradio.com this week's episode. You gotta but, love the eventers. They really get the word out. They do. <laughs> they have a community. It's a, it is a tight community, the eventers. It is. Yeah. Well, they're all risking death every day. They have to be somewhat. Uh, well, <laughs> please, I risk death. <laughs> I risk death just walking into my horse's stall you risk but that's not because of my horse it's because of me it's my <laughs> we spent a weekend with you there what last weekend so i can honestly say uh, helena risked death just getting out of bed in the morning i do right i see i was <laughs> i came home i'm the only person who goes to a trade show and comes home with black and blues on her hips yeah that's right that's true <laughs> because i bumped into table and it wasn't my fault <laughs> i don't watch no it wasn't i don't watch where i'm going i, I, I don't know we got did you see the comments about i did you notice i posted pictures from us at the at the Ada event there in yes. Philadelphia, yes. and did you notice the comment about your high heels? No, I missed that one. Hold on, I got to just. Now, should we tell everybody the truth or not? Never, <laughs> never. There's They're all going to wonder why Helena was wearing high heels at a horse event. Hey, uh, I was not the only one. Everybody else was too. A lot of women were wearing high heels. <laughs> It's true. I, I swear. I wasn't the only one. Hey, people, I'm five, two and three quarters. I need to wear high heels sometimes. Plus, I don't get out very often. And when I do get out, I go to the barn. So I'm wearing some kind of rubber encased 
footwear, okay? <laughs> a high heel sandal is no big deal. All right. And you can find all of those pictures actually on Facebook at our Tack and Habit page. We posted the pictures of uh, Helena and I at the event together, actually recording together. So That was a lot of fun. And there were some pictures, too, of uh, of the girls from the IEF of Kimberly who interviewed us last week. So you, you'll find all of those up on the, on the page there. I think it was actually Karen from Kentucky Performance Products that commented about your high heels. So well, we're going to be back right after this message from Omega Alpha with an update on Kathleen's Wild Ride. Omega Alpha Pharmaceuticals creates only natural health products. Their scientists, guided by Dr. Gordon Chang, formulate a wide variety of mainly herbal health products to address many equine health problems. And one of their users is international Canadian sensation event rider Jessica Phoenix. And we have Jessica on here for a second to tell us what she thinks about Omega Alpha. Well, hi, Jess. I hear that you use Omega Alpha. I do. I love their products. I've started using them this year, um, and the one product that I really love is Anti-Flam. It just takes the sting out of the horse's feet and keeps them moving comfortably. Um, And I know that from using it in our barn, a lot of horses have benefited from it. You can look for their products at retailers nationwide or visit their website at omegaalpha.ca. That's omegaalpha.ca. Well, hi, Kathleen. It's been a while since we've had you on the show. It has. I miss you guys so much. I was crying every night. I didn't get to talk to you. (laughs) I don't even know what to say to that. Um, You need a life, Kathleen. Uh, (laughs) She has one. She has a very exciting life. I know, and it's getting more exciting by the minute. Now, let's tell everybody, since we talked to you last, you were in Wyoming in, in a desolate part of the country, hoping to get the heck out of Wyoming, and now you're in Nebraska. And according to the Facebook post, things are getting a little easier for you in Nebraska. Oh, my God, yes. Nebraska is absolutely cool. I've had a ball since I've been here. It's just I need the listeners to all get together and send me some bail money because apparently I'm going to get arrested in this town. Oh, what happened? (laughs) Well, this morning I went and tied my horses up next to a restaurant to go in to eat at a restaurant I was recommended by a local police officer. When I went in and asked Betty if it was okay for me to tie my horses up, she got really upset and went crazy on me and started yelling at me. And when I told her I was going to leave, she called the police. Uh, oh, my God! Did the police come? Yeah, the police came, and they met me outside, and basically what they told me was I should come down to the restaurant that I decided to, you know, that I'm eating breakfast at right now because the food was better. <laughs> <laughs> now, who was this lady? Did she own the restaurant, or was she just a patron? No, she owns the restaurant. The restaurant's name is, I think, Grandma's Place or something, and her name is Roxy, and she didn't want me eating there, apparently, so I didn't. Well, I there you go. <laughs> Good, then I won't eat there either. What town are you in, Kathleen? I'm in Sydney, Nebraska. Sydney, Nebraska. And what have you noticed yeah. the difference now? Is is the riding easier? Have you gotten a little flatter? You're out of the hills now? Oh, yeah. The riding is much easier. It's, it's all just a very gentle downhill slope. We're getting lower in elevation, so it's easier on all of us. And, you know, the... The terrain is smooth and grassy, and the people are amazing. I mean, we get stopped constantly, and people are, once again, almost fighting to help us out. Wow. You covered a lot of ground then since we talked to you last. Like, well, I mean, you came out of the mountains, and that must feel like a huge milestone. Oh, well, getting out of the desert was a big one for me. I mean, we did. We rode all the way from all across the Wyoming to Rollins, and then I got a very nice woman who picked us up in a trailer and dropped us in Cheyenne. 
Okay. And actually, Cheyenne, Wyoming, if anybody goes to Wyoming, go to Cheyenne. That is an absolutely beautiful city. I mean, it is gorgeous. And every single person I met in Cheyenne was friendly and nice and helpful. And the people at their rodeo grounds, it is the most unbelievably gorgeous rodeo grounds I've ever stayed in, were so nice and so helpful that next year, if I can, I'm going back to their big rodeo at the end of July because this looks like one heck of a party. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> well, that's awesome. So, okay, so you come out of, so have you sort of been following the Route 80 path? Uh, 30. I'm 30. back on 30 okay. again. You're back on 30. Yeah. So, so um, now where was the desert part that you crossed? The desert was all the way in Wyoming from Kemmerer to Rollins. All and those, it would have been all the way to Cheyenne, but I picked up a trailer ride from Rollins to Cheyenne. All, okay, those, all those mountains you see there are really desert mountains. Um, desert mountains, yeah. okay. Desert yeah. mountains. Right. I got it's still it. the Rockies. It. We crossed the Continental Divide twice, but it's all desert terrain. I mean, we were going up and over gullies and through rocks and sagebrush. I had scorpions crawling up my pant leg when I get, get to the tall sagebrush. Oh, that's it nice. It was a good time. That's nice. Good times. Good times. Dude, just what I want to do. Party with the scorpions. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hubba, Why would you want to do that when you have me every week? So, okay. So now you are, now you're at, you're, you're back down to like, like sea level-ish, right? Oh, no. I'm, I'm around 3,800 feet. Oh, okay. All right. But, but I, you, you use the word gentle slope and that got me a little excited. Yeah, well, you know, it's we're slowly going down. I mean, I was at 7,000 feet all the way through Wyoming. Wow. So it was pretty high up there, and it was a lot of labor for us to travel in that, at that elevation. Well, how are the horses holding up? We we had back issues with, with the one, and, and so how are they holding up at this point? Well, they're actually better. We, we, we sat in Rollins for a week and a half in Cheyenne for a week because they dropped so much weight crossing the desert, and then they both got a little bit of sores on their withers from changing the way their saddles fit. And it just got a little pressure sore, so we had to sit and let them heal. But they gained about 100 pounds back of the weight that they lost, and they're just about totally healed up from their wither sores. So another week, they'll be fully back up to where they were before. And, they're Man, riding, and it's, it's gotten a lot easier for them here, too. They bounce back. Oh, a lot yeah. Wow. Now, I did, notice on fa- I did notice, Kathleen, on Facebook that uh, there, the, the people have been asking how they can help you. And apparently, mm-hmm. uh, Mary's organizing a, a mailing that if people want to send you stuff, they can do so. It's going to be nine days out, apparently. Um, yes. And it, it's at, uh, to send it to Kathleen Dodds, General Delivery, Brady, Nebraska, 69123. And we'll put that in our show notes as well. And it's on your Facebook page at Kathleen's Wild Ride. What kind of things do you right. need? Well, bail money. <laughs> I guess cash would be the thing you probably need the most, isn't it? Well, cash would be nice because I, I'm having to buy feed for the horses, and so I'm actually depleting my cash supplies faster than I planned. But, you know, anything is, is helpful. Fly spray for the horses. Um, I'm running low on, like, sunscreen. Because I use sunscreen on myself and missed it because her nose is white, so I have to right. use sunscreen on her nose every day. Um deodorant <laughs> you know anything they can think of to send so go ahead and send it okay you know everything is appreciated there's nothing really big because remember it has to be packed in the saddle pack right what about those little trial size things those are good huh oh yeah those are awesome I actually I, I ran into a lady when I was still in Wyoming who gave me like 15 of them and I'm already through I'm down to my last trial size of each one she gave me 
That's great. So okay, so awesome. trial size stuff, people. Trial size. Hey, we you know we picked up a bunch of stuff at that show we were at there, Helena. We're going to have to include that in a package and send it out to Kathleen. We picked up a bunch of ointments and salves and things for the horses at the show we were just at, and they're all in the little trial size containers. So, oh, cool. so we'll we have should to... have had her stop at uh, the Redmond uh, Mines. Oh, yeah, that's, that's Utah really good. Already. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, oh, well. Kathleen, are, are you making better time now that we're out of the mountains? Well, actually, we dropped my days back down again. When I was in Wyoming, we were forced by the terrain and the lack of water to do 40 to 45 miles a day. And that's Holy what was so hard for us. So we're back down to 15 to 25. And actually, I took it really easy for the first four or five days we were traveling again and was only doing 10 or 12. Do you feel like you're, do you you feel like you're, you're starting to get a handle on this in terms of gauging how far you can go, what your limits are, when you can push? Have you sort of hit your groove yet? Yeah. Yeah, actually I, I, and I've got a pretty good internal pedometer for knowing exactly how far we've gone. Okay. (laughs) We actually did have it the first day that we were traveling. Well, actually the second day. We were we crossed out of Pine Bluffs and went into Nebraska, and I hadn't expected to travel that day, but I ended up having to ride, and I was not in my riding pants, and I didn't pack any water or food, and I had only gotten two hours of sleep the night before because I thought I was hanging out, and um, <laughs> I was falling asleep on the horses and actually ended up stopping at a park and just camped overnight instead of making it to the town I want to make it, which was the best thing I could have done because I ended up meeting this really cool older couple who went and got me dinner and then arranged for me to get lunch the next day in town and meet with the paper, and that got me set up for a place to stay the next night, and that got me set up for a place to stay the night after that. Ah. Anytime these things are thinking, oh, this is awful, I'm exhausted, something horrible, it ends up being fantastic. And so I just have to quit. Whenever anything bad happens, I just have to wait for the good thing to fall down next. Now, that's a life lesson. Yeah, there. Well, Kathleen, that's terrific. We, we, we do love following you, and we'll, of course, post this interview on Facebook as well so everybody can hear your voice. They like to hear your voice every, every week, so we'll try and be back on schedule here for a little while. Uh, good luck over the next week, and uh, hopefully the scorpions have abated a little. You won't find as many of those in Nebraska, I don't think. No, but I'm back in rattlesnake territory. Yeah, and you're oh. also in tornado territory, so keep that in mind. Oh, that's nice, Glenn. Well, yeah, but they all tell me the tornado season is over. I just have to watch out for hailstorms, which I'm really happy to hear that. Oh, yeah, I'm sure you are. <laughs> and I'm sure you're hearing all the stories from the locals. Yeah, you know what you need to do is when you, the next time you stop, you've got to desensitize your, your horses to umbrellas. <laughs> that won't <laughs> help in a hailstorm. Some guy will open one up right next to us. You open up there. those big golf umbrellas that come up on an automatic thing the other day, and... I think Delightful kind of looked at it, and Missy couldn't even open her eyes. She was asleep. <laughs> <laughs> These are going to be the most desensitized horses in America when she's done. I know, I know. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, good luck, Kathleen. <laughs> All right, thank you. We'll talk to you soon. Well, it sounds like she's having a little bit better time here in Nebraska than she was in Wyoming. The, the ground's starting to flatten out, and she's meeting some nice people that are feeding her well. <laughs> it's all about the it's food. It's all about the food. Hey, when you're riding cross country, I bet a lot of it becomes about the food. It's true. When you, you, when yeah. you don't know where your next meal's coming from. <laughs> I, I know. And you're, you, she really is out there in the wild. So it is all about food. Food and shelter. And don't forget uh, to that we will post on our, our Facebook page as well as our website at stablescoop.com the information of where you can send that package we talked about to Kathleen uh, and, and get her some goodies if you'd like to do that. 
or send her send her some cash. She really needs cash too, as she said. Oh, and while you're at it, you can send me some cash also. <laughs> she, you're building you a barn. Extra? Yeah, that's right. Barn building going on at uh, at. We expect to see pictures up there on the stable scoop page too. You need to do that soon. I will get some. I have. Uh, we have four walls up. So okay, cool. uh, no roof yet, but, and you know, what's funny is but it, the, I know we have like a million guests, but I just got to get this out really quick. Okay. <laughs> we have, we have four walls up and, and dirt, you know, dirt floor and the windows are framed out and it's, and we're already hanging out in there with coffee in the morning. <laughs> it, it's the dog hangs out in there. It's just a gathering place. It's amazing. We should say to people that you're building a, a couple stall barn out there. Yeah, I'm a small little cutesy pie, two-stall barn. Very New Englandy. With a three-stall option. <laughs> very <laughs> like, New Englandy, too. It is very yes. New England. All right, go ahead. Let's uh, get to guests in the show. All right. Well, we're going to be right back here with Eventing John about the new website called Ha Ha Horses. And that'll be right after, speaking of Ha Ha, right after, right after, oh, by the way, there were some pictures up there at, uh, of Uncle Jimmy, too. So we're going to be right back after these words about Uncle Jimmy's cool products. And then we'll be here with Eventing John. And then on to your serious topic today. Regular listeners to the Stable Scoop show know that Helena and I just love Uncle Jimmy's and his fantastic line of products. His products have the highest quality ingredients, and that is why they have taken off like they have. Of course, it all started with Uncle Jimmy's hanging balls for use in the stalls, and then came squeezy buns. We know you need to reward your horse outside of the stall as well. That is why Uncle Jimmy developed Uncle Jimmy's squeezy buns. Squeezy buns are all natural and loaded with nutritional ingredients for your horse. Unlike similar products on the market, they are individually wrapped to preserve freshness and eliminate mess. With competitive pricing and Uncle Jimmy's quality guarantee, the Squeezy Buns promise to be a hit among horses and horse lovers alike. Learn more about all of Uncle Jimmy's products or to find a dealer, visit uncle-jimmys.com. That's uncle-jimmys.com. Well, I got to know Eventing John. By the way, that's just his nickname. He actually does have a last name, but I never remember what it is. So I've, I call him Eventing John all the time, Helena. That's okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure he doesn't mind. He's in my book, as, in my uh, phone as Eventing John, too. So Eventing John's coming on. He is a, quite an innovator. He's a young guy. He's probably 23 years old, just out of college. I met him and had lunch with him one day. He's, he's a, kind of a visionary. And he runs the, the very popular now blog, EventingNation.com. And he started this new website, and I said, John, you have to come on the show because this is right up Helena and I's alley. Yeah, yeah. So, so here's John. Well, hi, John. How are you? Hey, I'm doing great, Glenn. How are you? Okay, we appreciate you being on. Hold on one second while I bring up your website, because I didn't do that yet. I'm kind of slow here today. And I'm bringing up hahahorses.com, just like, spelled just like it sounds. Oh, my, yep. oh my God, John. The picture today. John, that's wrong on so many levels. That's just, <laughs> I don't know where you came up with that one, but that's just wrong. Well, oh, my God. Well, the great re- thing is that a lot of our, our photos are submitted by readers, so um, blame them, <laughs> oh <my laughs> I guess, God. is the uh, way to think about it. Well, but, first, before um, we get too far, tell people what the site's about. Tell, tell, tell everybody how it works and why, why we're cracking up here. Sure, sure. Well, um, the way it works is basically each day at noon we put up a new kind of funny, interesting, weird horse photograph um, that's been submitted by a reader. And then all the people that come to com write a caption for the photo, if, if you like it. And then you vote for your favorite caption. And the captions are ranked in order by the number of votes that they have. So presumably the best captions or the favorite captions are at the top of the page. So 
Um, it's just a fun little site that everybody can go to um, each day. It's for all horse people, um, and they can just kind of see a funny photo and, and read some great captions and, and have a good time. And the neat part is you can vote for your I just voted for my favorite one so far. Now, I, I see like a dozen in the, in the right-hand panel there. Are there more? Oh, yeah, archives, right? Yeah, but you yeah, can only yeah, vote on the one a... that's up there, right? The current one? Well, you can vote on past ones. You can only submit a caption for the current day's okay. photograph is the way that we have it working. Um, but, but you can uh, vote yeah, on past ones. 10 or so. Okay. Now, yeah. we, how yeah. do you, you must get gazillions of photos. How do you decide which ones to use? You know, I, th that's been a learning process for me. Um, when I started, I, I kind of tried to pick just the funniest photo, but now um, I've learned to try to pick the most kind of thought-inspiring photograph. You know, what's going to really <laughs> let people be creative um, and come up with the best captions? Because that's really what I found is the fun of the site is, is kind of an interesting photograph that, that lets, you know, um, our readers really get creative and, and come up with some great captions because, um, I mean, it's just been really wonderful how creative people are. <laughs> I'm just um, reading the one. Great. I'm just reading the captions on the one with the cat with the girl on the cow jumping to jump. I, I love the picture. <laughs> that doesn't even need a caption. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love the caption. I liked the best was about fifth, actually about fifth or sixth, and it was 4-H just keeps getting crazier. That's very. <laughs> <laughs> now you actually give exactly. stuff away too, don't you? Yeah, exactly. I forgot to mention that. We, um, we have some great partners. Um, um, the, caption, the winning caption today, meaning the caption with the most votes when the contest ends, um, gets a gift certificate from KBC Horse Supplies, which I know is a friend of the Horse Radio Network. Yep. Um, and uh, so, you know, there's, there's, that, there's that little incentive to uh, go. And, and what we found is that we have a lot of um, ability for people to share their captions. So you can link to it on Facebook. And, you know, we have all the little buttons integrated. And so people kind of will go and they'll say, hey, you know, all my friends on Facebook come vote for my caption. Um, and a lot of the winning captions really are people who spread the word and, and get their friends involved in the site. And that's kind of, you know, that does great things for us because it helps grow the site. Um, you know, so it's been a really good experience. And kind of like what you said, you know, your favorite caption was five captions down. So there's something for everybody. You know what I mean? Because we have so many captions and, and there's so many good captions. You know, there's, there's always one or two there that'll make somebody, you know, have a good time. So, that's kind of the idea. Now, do you, now, I'm constantly thinking practical here. Do you have to edit the captions? I mean, I'm sure there's stuff going up that you don't want out there. Uh, well, you know, we, we have to be careful. Yeah, um, we, we have a little report button on each caption. Um, and so if people, you know, find it, um, you know, offensive, um, then, you know, they can click the button and, and just submit a little form. Um, and, and so we, we watch that very closely. And, you know, we want to keep it fun, um, but also very family-friendly. Um, and, and so, you know, we, we actually... Um, you think with thousands of people coming to a site every day, we'd have more problems than we do, but we've, we've only ever taken down one caption, um, oh, and it's okay. just worked very well. And I think people really get into the, you know, once you establish a culture of kind of just really good fun, um, then it kind of carries itself, really. <laughs> These are awesome. My, my favorite <laughs> photo, though, is the, the horse and the pony in the trash barn. <laughs> Oh, really? I have yeah. to look at that one. Right, let me look at that one. It's the pony with the one bandage. That's, that's what totally yeah. gets you. <laughs> well, I think like that photo, you know, kind of what you said, it's two horses in a, in a barn that's just been absolutely destroyed. They, they, they got out of their stall tonight, apparently, and, you know, they've just been having a great time. And it's something that we can all relate to, you know, as horse people that, you know, we all have that moment where, you know, we go into the barn in the morning and we're expecting to have a great day and there's something wrong. And, you know, it's just kind of, all I we can do is it. laugh at it, really. Just another Pony Club safe barn. That's for <laughs> <laughs> Everybody that's been in Pony Club will appreciate that one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
Oh, these are very... F- and you know, I am just so impressed with how clever people are. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. The yeah, it's been wonderful. You know, um, I, I didn't quite know what to expect, but um, I, I've been so thrilled and, and impressed and enthusiastic, um, you know, about how creative everyone is, and um, and everyone really seems to be having a great time and enjoying it. So now, you only started this a couple of weeks ago, too, right? This is new. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's very new. Um, we had uh, really our first kind of full official public, um, you know, launch was last Monday, and and the week before that, we just put up a couple of captions just. Uh, kind of make sure that everything was working correctly. So it's very new. Um, you know, a lot of people that are coming to it are coming to it for the first time. And, and you know, um, it, it's exciting because it's growing really fast. So. Well, that's terrific. Good job with this. This is brilliant. It really is. And you put the website together yourself. He actually did this himself with all the code and everything there, Helena. I think Helena passed yeah, out on I, um... Oh, no, I'm here. <laughs> He's reading captions, I know. I, I, I was, but, but I was snorting. I was laughing at some so hard that I was snorting, and I had to put my mute button on. No, he did this all himself. I, I'm very impressed with the, with the web design, too. You did a good job. Well, thanks, Glenn. Yeah, I've been, I've been working on the uh, design of it for a few months now, just kind of, um, you know, a few hours here, a few hours there. Um, and I wanted to make sure that, that I really had it all kind of organized and, and good to go. Um, you know, so thank you. Well, I just nope. I'm just typing my email address in now because you have a sign up here to get uh, to get your daily it, it mailed to you, right? Yeah, exactly. And uh, I, I see that the uh, the horse radio network is already a fan of us. Um, I noticed that the other day. I appreciate that. We um, we you know you know from uh, from running uh, you know a, a media kind of involved company that, that all that social networking is, is huge it really helps out and uh, so i appreciate you being a fan of us on facebook no well, you know problem. that's how i found out about it through facebook but before even horse radio network got hold of it yeah this yeah we we you know looking at it, a ton of our traffic is coming for facebook because so many people come to it and they enjoy it and then they'll click that you know facebook share button you see right underneath the photograph and is that the best uh, invention some ever photographs. yeah oh my <laughs> like god it's wonderful it's wonderful <laughs> I know. Absolutely, and you know, and we we have one one of our actually the cow photographs had over 140 uh, Facebook shares. So you know, every one of those gets more people coming and involved, and um, so it, you know, it's, it's almost an exponential growth. Um, you know, it, it works really well. Well, great. Well, John, this uh, the website is hahahorses.com, and I also want to mention that you also do eventingnation.com, which is what got you to this point. And it's yeah. also a terrific site if you're at all interested in eventing or not. It's still a good read. And I do notice uh, the other day that you put up the disclaimer after we had our conversation that you are not the writer of the mysterious website, The Carrot. Uh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Although I think that you're actually, uh, I think you're romantically involved with whoever is the writer because they keep mentioning <laughs> Eventing Nation on there, John. <laughs> <laughs> over and over, and we should tell people the carrot is kind of a snarky site that uh, really does. It's an anonymous site written by an anonymous person or persons yep. who really do take right. a shot at the horse world, and it's very interesting read. It's at uh, horses love carrots and butte dot blogspot dot com, <laughs> and it is yeah. uh, it's a good read, and and but they do they are serious at times, and they do take shots at the FEI and. And people all over the world are wondering who writes this, and I still think you're sleeping with the person or something because because <laughs> eventing and now there's a oh wait a minute on the carrot ha ha horses has a banner uh, yeah, yeah I think I I think there's something going on here we have to get to the bottom of being good journalists like we are Helena 
Oh, yeah. So exactly, yeah, well. Like, <laughs> See, he wouldn't have come on if he knew I was going to bring this up. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. you know, I mean, the care does a great job. And, you know, I mean, I, I'm, I feel very fortunate that, you know, they're so nice to us. And, you know, I, I don't know why. Um, <laughs> I can't comment on that. But, um, you know, I, I think maybe a lot of it has to do with the fact that we have been, uh, you know, talking about the carrot and linking to them for a long time. And, um, you know, we, we just really enjoy the site. And, and you know, uh, they kind of like what we're doing. So it, it's been a good relationship. And that's, you know, as you know, that's what um, kind of new media is all about, just kind of sharing links and telling other people what you like. And, well, could you let your um, girlfriend you know, being... know that we're talking about them, too? <laughs> we don't even know if it's a girl, by the way. Oh, so, that's true. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, it's hard to, uh, you know, I don't know. Um, I, I'm, as, I'm as fascinated as everyone else is in the horse world about who the carrot is. And, um, you know, uh, maybe I'll pass along the word to them that uh, if they want to reveal themselves, they should do it on the Stable Scoop radio show. Tell them so we, can, we can make their <laughs> voice. Ah, in, we, we can bring them on as a guest and put them incognito. We can change their voice. So oh, okay. we'll put them through the voice changer. Oh, hey. Yeah. Oh, that's a actually that's a brilliant idea. Glenn. I know. I know. You know I, I can't mean, imagine that they wouldn't go for that. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. That's All great. right, John. Thank you for being on. We appreciate it. Oh, hey, Glenn. Thank you so much. Well, thanks, John, for coming on. He puts up with a lot of crap from me, but I try and help him out when I can too. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that site a riot? And I love it, it. It is so cool to see how innovative people are. When you when you throw a site like a, that over to the masses and people really latch onto it, you can't write that stuff yourself. No. It, it, and it was a brilliant idea. Uh, congratulations, John. It was just terrific. Well, we're going to be back here with with your guest right after these words from Equestrian Collections. Tell us a little bit about Jamie, and then we'll be back. Jamie Cohen is a certified equine sports massage therapist. Say that five times fast. And this fella really knows his stuff. He's been an athlete and um, uh, forever, for his entire life. Honestly, I, I haven't met anybody who knows more about m- m- mammalian muscle health than Jamie. And, that uh, sounds just dirty. <laughs> Get your mind out of the okay. Get your mind out of the. I'm gutter. pretty stiff. Can he do? Can he just give me a massage over the phone here today? Or, no. no Although he's, ha- you know, he is a very happy, peppy, enthusiastic person. So he does make you feel good after you talk to him. Equestrian Collections is a true innovator in the retail horse world, and they have done it again, this time with their new shipping program. It's called their Unlimited Shipping Program, and there are two options, and you can choose the one that's best for you. It's simple. Pay only $34.95 one time a year and get unlimited one-way shipping to you from Equestrian Collections. You heard right. Pay only $34.95 once a year for unlimited shipments. The second option is only $15 more. You pay only $49.95 for unlimited two-way shipping. That means even your returns will be covered. That's unlimited shipping both ways for as little as 15 cents a day. Think about it. Even if you ordered every day, you won't pay any more for those shipments. Now that's an innovative company at EquestrianCollections.com. So welcome to Jamie. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. It's uh, it's exciting to be here with both of you. So we we okay. Here's the deal. <laughs> I kind of I, I kind of pride myself on knowing a fair amount about horses, and uh, then you came into my life, <laughs> or you you came into to Pie's life, <laughs> and um, you know you in in working with you and you working with my horse, I learned something very recently through a massage session that you had with my horse 
that I hadn't thought about before. And we're going to talk about that today. And it's we're really going to talk about um, cross-training and how it's important for our horse's muscle health, no matter what kind of activity they're involved in. Um, so why don't we look, but before we get to that, I want to tell you to just give people the Reader's Digest version of, of Jamie Cohen and, and how you came into equine massage therapy. Uh, sure. Uh, and I love to hear all that good stuff regarding pie. Uh, it always puts a smile on my face. Uh, basically, I've been, uh, been in the horse world uh, since uh, 2003, uh, mostly as a rider, and then in 2007 kind of fully immersed into, into horse care in general, and then uh, really wanted to find my own niche. You know, I'm not a trainer, and uh, you know, I, don't, I'm not gonna, I don't want to be a farrier, uh, but I had to find my own niche to kind of work with, with my personality and my background. And uh, uh, being a, uh, an athlete and uh, always taking care of, uh, of my body and having an interest in, uh, in seeing horses be pain-free and, and uh, performing at their best, it really just made a lot of sense to me. So I did a lot of research, and it, and it seemed to me to be the, the right thing to start uh, to start training in and uh, and work it into a uh, into a into a successful business. So you have formal training in, in equine massage therapy. Yeah, correct. Uh, trained through Equisize. They're based out of uh, Round Hill, Virginia, and I yeah. attended uh, one of their satellite schools, uh, which is in uh, Connecticut. And uh, and I thought that it was a uh, excellent training. You know, uh, you know the beginning steps. I mean, I think that you always need to keep keep learning. Uh, keep uh, keep studying, keep experiencing, and uh, I learn something from every every session I have. I really do. So let's get on then to um, why cross training is so important to to mu- muscle health and fitness. Now we have, you know, there, there's all different kinds of massage therapists out there, and those that I've used in the past were really more for de-stressing, relaxation, maybe to work on a couple of trouble spots. But the thing that I've learned from you is that you can really treat your your athlete that that the horse is is an athlete. Every time you get on their back, they're an athlete, even if you're just going out for a hack. So why don't we start with um, with that sort of broad subject, and then we can narrow it down. Sure. I mean, absolutely. I mean, uh, the biggest thing is that they are they're absolutely athletes, and uh, and I treat them uh, no different than than I wanted to be treated. We're looking for a strong supple muscles that are well-conditioned, uh, you know, that move correctly and without restriction or pain. You put all that together, and you're going to have a, a healthy horse, a horse that's going to be performing uh, to, its, uh, to its best potential, and it's, it's going to be a better ride. It's going to be a happier horse. It's going to be a horse that can um, perform longer. You know, the longevity factor is huge. And, um, I mean, I just can't stress enough that it's, it's just really – basic, uh, you know, philosophies about, uh, about just logical, proper muscle care. And what would I mean, you say? Uh, you know, we as people, I mean, we can, uh, when we know that we're getting to that point, you know, we can, we can shut down an activity. Well, sometimes, you know, horses aren't giving so, such overt signals, and it's, uh, it takes a very in-tune rider to, to be able to, you know, know when to, to shut it down and stop giving cues to, you know, we need to keep working, and that leads to a lot of over over uh, overuse, over stress uh, type of injuries, and so uh, as a as a injury prevention guy, uh, the more well conditioned uh, the horse is, uh, the better it can deal with uh, uh, you know with overuse situations. The more it, better it can handle uh, uh, traumas that just that come out from bad steps from this. You know, just it's uh, it's just a very logical uh, approach. 
so if you're saying if you let's say we have a horse who's doing a lot of ring work let's let's say you know um a horse who's in the rec ring or, or hunter jumpers um they're going to be fit for the type of work that they're they're showing in or that they're competing in um which isn't really a problem you know you you, you ride your horse the way you want him or her to be fit so um and then how let, so let's start there they're, they're fit for the kind of work that they're competing in what kind of massage program would you have for that horse at that point? Well, it'd, it'd be uh, definitely a balancing act. I mean, any time that, uh, uh, that horses are going to be working in particular gates for a long period of time, um, you need to balance that with, uh, with the opposite. If they're going to be uh, you know, uh, in some sort of uh, you know, fixed-length thing, like a, like a collection movement, um, you, know, you need to balance that with some, with some longer-frame uh, movements. And, th- and those are things that can be done in the ring, but they're also things that can be done outside of the ring as well. And then, of course, you're, you know, the horse won't be as ring-sour, um, and you, know, you get to go out different terrains. You know, we love to do work you know, up and down uh, hills. It's just... Um, you know, again, just being, uh, just being smart that, you know, we, we like to build strength, uh, with our, uh, with our activities, but, uh, but strength without suppleness is, is a, is a bad combination and it can lead to injuries and, uh, and obviously suppleness without strength as well. So you need to just find that middle ground and be very logical in, in, in the types of training and the amounts of training. So you come up with the best possible package. I think Helena, that would be me suppleness without strength. <laughs> your loosey goosey is what you're trying yeah, to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, a, what do you need to do? More hills? I, I think I need to do hill yourself. work. <laughs> All right. So, we. Get you on those hills. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, so, it's no secret that I, I believe in cross training. I'm, I'm obviously goading you into the answer that I want <laughs> I want to hear. Um, what kinds of. Th- okay, so. But massage-wise, when you get your hands on a horse, a, a ring horse, um, what are you feeling for? What, what's your goal when you've got them, when you're rubbing them down? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely looking for, uh, you know, what is the consistency and the condition of the muscle? Are we dealing with, uh, um, with uh, restrictions? Are, are we finding uh, little nodules and spasms of, of, of constricted fibers, which, which you can definitely feel. I mean, they're in, they're in a state of contraction due to, uh, due to a, a myriad of reasons. You know, it could be a, a particular uh, you know, trauma overload, uh, just fatigue, some sort of impact. Um, you know, but we're trying to, uh, trying to feel for those and, and be able to release those. I mean, that, that's, that's very important. Uh, and, we, you know, we release something like that with a, you know, with a combination of Concussion and, and direct pressure, you know, some sort of hyperemia to increase circulation uh, because it's going to then soften that, that tissue and, and, tr- and start to restore normal motion, uh, tr- you know, breaking up those adhesions. So basically it's uh, make, looking for balance making sure that the horse is, is, is good on both sides. You got the, um, you know, there are, when one muscle is, is flexing the other is, the other is stretching and, and vice versa. So just looking for balance, it's, uh, you know, you can't have, uh, strong muscles on one side and weak ones on the other because they're not going to be able to compensate for each other. And, and that's where you're going to have some tears. And, but, and yet uh, and we know that brain. a lot of horses are balanced, are better on one side. They're stronger on one side than the other. And so are riders. So do you that's find that. then that, that can you feel in a horse's musculature where they're stronger or weaker and, or maybe how, maybe where the rider is stronger or weaker? 
Well, absolutely. What you're going to find is you're going to say, okay, you're going to feel that there's some that there's some tightness here, or even to a worse extent that there's some pain here, and uh, and you know you're going to be working on the horse and you supple, and then you and then you talk to the uh, uh, to the rider, you know, hopefully if they're there, and uh, and you can say, you know, gee, is your horse a little little resistant towards the left? And they're like, oh yeah, well it makes sense because your horse is very tight on the right hand side, and so uh, uh, you know it's very important to uh, to get in there. Uh, work on that on that muscle condition, but also educate um, you know the the person who's riding that horse and training that horse um, so that you can hopefully uh, uh, ride smarter and then and get that horse straightened out and uh, and keep keep the issues from reoccurring. That's the biggest thing. I mean, I love educating people. I wish more people were like you and who you know are really you know there to suck up some information because it's 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 uh, really uh, uh, it takes a village approach. You know, I think you know with the with the rider, with the with the vet, with the farrier, you know, with, with all the people involved um, because um, you know it, these are uh, amazing animals, but we ask a lot of them. Do you and, uh, do you work so, closely with uh, with chiropractors? Um, I uh, I like to, I like to work with chiropractors. I don't run into them that often. It's uh, um, it, you know you'd think that with all the places I go that I that I you know be bumping into people left, right, and center, but I don't run into them that often. But we do cross information. Um, and what I like to what I like to see is to uh, have chiropractors who love to have me come in beforehand and supple up a horse. Uh, because then, when they're making an adjustment, uh, everything everything slides in uh, a lot easier because you don't have uh, you know you know tight restricted muscles that are um, you know that are uh, you know keeping things out of alignment. So it's really a uh, uh, a workable tandem. Which actually brings up a, a good point is when you said you know it takes a village. You sort of treating the horse from um, uh, from a variety of places, both from their their work program in the ring. Cross training, which you know, get them if you have a dressage horse and take them out and jump them every once in a while, or or take you know you have an uh, an egg horse, take them out in the trails, things like that. But then, um, then we do have the chiropractic care, and so you know, having a massage therapist either work on your horse before or after, I think, might be helpful too. Because when I go Absolutely. get um, adjusted from the chiropractor, you know, they sometimes they go and they put that heated pad on your back to sort of loosen up the muscles with, um, you know, operating under the theory that if you you have soft, supple muscles, they're not going to go and pull your spine out of alignment again. And then the other thing, too, that I I learned from Jamie, and and this is so funny because I was also an athlete, and um, I spent many hours in uh, the training room when I was at UMass because I played lacrosse, and I was just always hurt. But there were things, simple things that you do for human. She's not athletes. playing lacrosse anymore, and that hasn't changed. She's always hurt. Uh, just want to <laughs> let you know, Jamie, nothing changed. Shut up. <laughs> she still carries a big stick, though. I'm a little afraid of playing. <laughs> you should I do, be. <laughs> I do still have a couple of lacrosse sticks in the back of my car, next to my bridles and my, my spare boots. But um, you, to to think of the horse as an athlete, the way we once thought of ourselves as athletes, you know, you you come out of a practice and you ice things down. Um, I would never have thought to ice my horse's back. I mean, yes, you think their legs, maybe you cold hose them. But um, Jamie had shown me this really neat trick with um, a Dixie cup. What, explain that, Jamie, because I thought that was really fabulous. Well, I'm, I'm obviously a huge advocate of, um, uh, of cold therapy. And, uh, you know, many nights you'll see me with big bags of frozen peas on my shoulders and uh, uh, dealing with that. We'll talk about the benefits of cold therapy uh, in a little bit, but um, as far as the Dixie Cups go, uh, you know, just 
you know, the best way to uh, uh, apply ice, uh, obviously I'd love to be able to say, okay, horse, you're going you're gonna to sit still. I'm going to put a big bag of crushed ice on you, and it's just going to stay there uh, for, you know, for 15 or 20 minutes, and then I'll take it off. Okay, good. You know, it'll, it'll all be fine. You walk away three seconds later, and the bag's on the floor, and it's doing no good. Uh, so uh, basically just our Dixie cups, um, obviously get them, get them filled up with water, you know, freeze them, get them all iced up, and then you can tear off, you know, an inch and a half at a time, uh, exposing some good, fresh, smooth ice, and then you can uh, apply that in nice circular uh, massage-type motions, not where you're really trying to get in there and palpate deep, but uh, but you're just, you know, you're just getting over a good surface area and, and applying that cold therapy, which is uh, fantastic. Now, let's talk about cold therapy. Since we have this neat little um, trick, it's, why, it's why is it important? It's stuff. When, well, when you have injuries, uh, your body's uh, you know reaction to uh, some sort of trauma is to is to, is to flush the area with fluid. Uh, that's where you get that swelling in there and that inflammation. And until that inflammation goes away, a lot of healing can't take place. You know, because you're just going to have that edema. So we want to reduce inflammation, and and cold uh, cold will uh, will will take care of that inflammation. And you, you definitely want to be uh, you know icing for uh, and any specific injury for you know the first 72 hours. Definitely no heat because that's going to draw. That's going to draw fluid into the area, exacerbate the inflammation, and you're just going to slow down the process. But um, but continuing on cold therapy, it act. I mean, you'd think about it. You'd be like, oh well, we're not. It's going to be restricting blood flow, so then I'm going to be decreasing circulation, and that's actually the opposite of the truth. It increases circulation because your body's reaction to dealing with cold is to draw blood into the area, and so that's what we like about it because we're we're applying cold. The body then flushes good, fresh blood in there, and it just helps with circulation. So any of that cellular debris from, uh, from, from the trauma is going to just be worked out of the system, and just good blood flow is in there, and it's going to just work, that, uh, you know, work the whole, that muscle back into uh, a healthier state. And a lot of times, you know, we're just dealing with, oh, just the, just the, uh, the regular uh, muscle fatigue of, of a good workout. Well, that cold therapy is, is excellent because it's just going to help you recover faster and, and be able to get back in the game and stay on a good training schedule. And again, just proper maintenance and preventative care. Well, Helena, you know, I got to lighten things up here a little bit. You're getting all serious on me, and, but it's all good stuff, and I appreciate it. But, you know, I noticed that the show notes picture you put up there of Jamie sitting there all looking all buff. Uh, there's another reason you like Jamie coming out to your stable. Let's be honest. <laughs> Shh. <laughs> I don't believe I've seen this picture. Uh, do I have any, uh, any sort of censorship uh, approval here? Uh, I did notice that massage guys must have like huge arms. I mean, my God. Well, um, I mean, it's, you know, an occupational hazard. You're working <laughs> on horses all day long. You have to be buff. <laughs> we are pushing it, pushing against uh, a lot of pounds there. So it, it's definitely uh, a little bit of a workout. I can, I can, I can definitely say that. Well, you know, we've had, we have had, <laughs> boy, I hate to ask this because I'm going off topic, but I always do. Um, we have we had a massage therapist on before that had written a book and stuff. Remember her a long time ago, yeah. and uh, she also did the humans. So she would do the horse and the humans if they wanted when when they were when she was there. Is that is that why Helena likes us so much? 
You are so. I have no comment for that. I look, no, I got dead air not. from both yeah. of you on that I, one. <laughs> <laughs> Let's put it this way: We love when our massage therapist comes to the barn. We always love, and you know what? Jamie loves his job too. Yeah, I imagine. But, I mean, wouldn't you going out to barns full of women all the time? I uh, know. I sit here and talk to darn myself in a microphone, and he's out there visiting with cute girls like you all day. Bingo. <laughs> Yes, horses and cute girls. It's it's not a tough sell, I tell you that. No, you know, oh no. Oh well, I'll let you get back to the serious stuff now. I had something serious to say and I totally forgot. <laughs> this is why we're on thinking the... about Jamie's abs is what did that. Yeah. I... <laughs> You know, you did this to me last week, too. I got all messed up. And you're, She's and blushing. I, I can very this. seldom get Helena to blush. You did it on, uh, what was it? Uh, you did it on Tack and Habit the other day. Yes, I did. <laughs> yes, I did. Jamie, he embarrassed me so bad. I mean, I'm, not, I'm in a room by myself, and I was mortified. Okay? Oh, that is classic. Yeah. All right. All right. I'm, I'm, we'll get serious now. Yeah, you need to go back into the background for a little while. <laughs> All right, so um, let's talk about pre and post ride rituals. Um, we have okay. What would you recommend? This is just your average. Let's say your your pleasure rider who is um, maybe a little bit more serious than just going out for a hack down the trails. Who who likes to do some cross training, some ring work, some cross country stuff, maybe a little jumping, just to keep the horse well rounded and, and healthy. What would you recommend as a pre and post ride ritual for that horse owner? Well, definitely for uh, uh, for pre ride, um, any sort of, uh, of warm up is is essential. I mean, I, I can't I can't stress enough how aggravating it is where you know you try to preach a proper warm up um, when and then uh, you know people will tack up, they'll they'll get on their horse and you'll turn around and you look back and then they're and they're trotting and cantering within like you know, sixty seconds. And uh, and this is only going to be uh, a negative over time because uh, you know even with younger horses, but especially with older horses, I mean they need time to warm up. Just think of yourself, uh, you know, in in your uh, in your later years where you know you got those aches and pains, and as soon as you get some blood flowing and you and you and you take your time to warm up properly, you move better and you can accomplish what what you set out to do. Um, you know, but it's. You know, especially when you just talk about the simple thing of the fact that you really need to warm up the loins, the uh, you know the psoas and the iliopsoas, uh, and uh, you know these are kind of, these are kind of deep muscles, and this is something where you know just just getting on and and walking and and moving and and just and working into the into the different gates, um, it, it's it's going to be uh, beneficial because. If those loins get stressed and those loins are 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 weak and and uh, and tight, it's just going to add to stifle wear. It's going to add to back pain. You're going to have poor impulsion. You're going to have a cruddy ride. I mean, you got to you got to uh, just unlock those muscles and get and get them warmed up properly. And uh, and that's without having having anything except you just being patient on the horse and not and not rushing it. And you just see it so often because people. Have busy days. Oh, I've only got you know 20 minutes to you know to get up there and ride because I have to go do X, Y, and Z, and uh, and and that is life. But there's going to be a consequence of that. And, you know, one time, okay, maybe not a big deal, especially if, it, if it's just a pleasure ride and you're not asking for any sort of high level of performance. But eventually, that you know that puts you know puts wear and tear. So any sort of warming up and and suppling and 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 active stretching you can do. It, it's only gonna it's only gonna benefit because you know remember 
supple muscles are are going to be prepared to you know deal with uh, you know those unknown issues that that can occur. Supple muscles are going to um, are going to they're healthier because tight muscles fatigue faster. Um, you know when when muscles fatigue, it puts more stress on on the tendons because remember ninety percent of our elasticity um, is taken care of with the muscles, only ten percent with the tendons. Well, if those muscles get uh, you know get fatigued, then all of a sudden you put a bigger workload on on the tendons, and that's this is how tears and and you know God forbid ruptures happen, and uh, and those can be just you know horrific. That's a good point. That's a very good point, which I had never thought about before. So, um, but, but this is, and then this is important, not just for performance horses. This is important even for your backyard pleasure horses, right? Absolutely. And you figured it would be easier for the pleasure horses because really what you want, I mean, you're, it's more about the bonding experience. Like me, I am an absolute pleasure rider. I have, I have no interest in being a performance rider. I don't do any work towards that. In fact, I don't get in the saddle anywhere, uh, as, as much as I'd like to these days because I've been so busy. But, um, but yeah, I mean, just enjoy your horse. Walk, walk up, upgrades and downgrades. You know, work into uh, work into uh, into your flat work and, and have fun with it. Walk, you know, walking over poles, trotting, cantering, using your uh, cavalettis. It's uh, you know just a lot of fun work, a lot of good flat work, working serpentines um, and 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 circles as the horse supples up. You know, you can decrease the the diameter of the circles. Um, you know, but just being being smart about it, and I and I guess it all just comes down to being being patient, and um, and logical about it, and, I, and it, it'll just be a, a better situation for for you and the horse. Well, <laughs> I got my marching papers. <laughs> I know what I got to do. <laughs> I got to work on my patience. <laughs> that's tough for Helena. That's a, that's that's you're pushing the envelope there, Jamie. But you, you, well, it, I I understand that, but it's tough. It's tough for a lot of people. But well, it's, uh, but you know I, what? I just, we have we have an excuse. We both have severe ADD, so I think we can use that as an excuse for almost anything. But that's why you can come up with other things that make warm up fun. Like I, my horse is small and he's got a sensitive back. I can't get on him and work him right away, so right. I free lunge him. So we go into the indoor arena and he's off a lead, and we have a blast. You know, I, we just have fun, and what it does is it, it warms him up, it supples him up, but it appeals to my ADD because I'm doing something that's engaging and fun. We play games. <laughs> you know, it's not all about under saddle work all the time. And what I right. found is my horse is actually, when it does come time for under saddle work, he's so much more, he's physically ready for it, but he's also mentally ready for it. Um, Absolutely. So I, you know, you find you have a more well-rounded, uh, agreeable animal under you. When, so when I, I, I do want to ask you, you know, we talk on our radio shows, we talk to the top riders in the world, and most of the top riders in the world you hear, we always ask them, do you, do you take your, you know, these top-level horses out in whatever discipline for a trail ride once a week? And, and almost 90% of them say, yes, we do. And we need that time just to, just to let them be a horse and for us just to not be working. Um, do you find at the lower levels that there's more intensity there that they think they have to be working all the time and don't take that break? Or is that well, starting I'm definitely to... not gonna I'm definitely not gonna say any names but No, 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 I, I don't want you to a bunch of show barns where they, they don't even turn their horses out because they're scared of uh of yeah. having a paddock injury. Yeah. And it's and and uh and I don't get a lot and you know, following along with that sort of uh that sort of uh 
thought process throws her off to people who generally don't uh, utilize my services either. It's a very old school, um, and uh, you know, I think they kind of you know shut their shut their brains down about two decades ago. And they, so there's there's not a lot of turnout. The horses are all jacked up, and then all, they've been in their stall. And then all of a sudden they they come out, and that, now all of a sudden. You know, I mean, and it's workable if they are very patient in their warm up and they do very uh, uh, proper training with with a lot of uh, uh, variables in there, so that so that it's it's very balanced. But all of a sudden, you take one of those one of those pieces out of the equation. They don't warm up properly, or it's all just specific training, and then that's that's where these these injuries happen, or where horses just never reach their potential. Uh, so it's wonderful to hear that you're talking to these high-end athletes who are uh, who are taking uh, who are taking their horses out like that because I I just think it's it's important I, I I think it's important for the for the rider just to have a have a day off and be with their horse and enjoy the fact that they they've got a uh, you know a teammate it's not just an, an employee right right I like that a teammate that's a good, that's a good yeah. analogy yeah yeah all right and then the other thing I wanted to talk about which I I was clueless about this is, um, and then we can wrap up with this stretching. Um, I always thought, Hey, it's, it's, it's important to stretch your horse before you work out, but really that could be a problem if you stretch before your workout. Well, there's, um, again, it's, I always, I mean, I always like to use the, you know, the, the rubber band, uh, example where, you know, a a warm rubber band uh, stretches a lot better than a cold rubber band, and so you know that's why you know there's and there's different types of stretching. We talk about active stretching and passive stretching. Now, um, you know, with active stretching, when you are when you know there's no you don't even have to be in the saddle, like you say, it could be groundwork or where you're on the uh, where you're you know walking the horse or you're, or you're on the lounge or or in the saddle. As long as you are um, doing you know nice build up into your active exercises that that do a lot of stretching um you know then and that's a phenomenal way to stretch you know because uh you know when you're stretching uh through through active exercise you're creating nice you're creating strength and flexibility strength and suppleness and uh that's why i i'd love to hear when you said oh we can talk about you know dressage horses and then get out there and do some jumping because so often they're not getting that nice good uh stretch to their hamstrings, you know, that like say race horses always get or polo horses always get because they're in that gallop phase and they're and they're really stretching through or the jumpers in that load phase and they stretch and they stretch through. So it's uh you know, I, I enjoyed hearing you say that about uh the example of doing some gymnastic jumping uh in regards to dressage horses. But uh but as far as passive stretching, uh I know that some people uh do it, uh, you know, before they get on. Sometimes it's a way to adjust the girth, and and it, they've been sh- they've shown been shown some stuff. But uh, I'm always a little uh, a little leery of doing any sort of passive stretching on a horse that is cold. Um, I would just much rather uh, you, you, know, you get on, you walk your horse, and then maybe get off and do some stretching. I know that takes more time and more patience. But if you wanted to do some stretching beforehand, um, you know that's the way I would do it. But then, of course, I'd always stress that it's very beneficial after when when the horse is warmed up, not fatigued, you know, to the point where where you're in a dangerous situation. But uh, where the you know the horse is, is warm, and then you do some passive stretching. This this can help to uh, get rid of the byproducts of exercise, a lot of that lactic acid. It can just decrease uh, muscle soreness, you know, so that they, they'll be 
more they'll be in a better condition for the you know for that next workout and it's just a good time to try to increase that range of motion um, and as far as uh passive stretching goes i I always stress that uh, horse muscles and human muscles are different where uh, where humans we we tend to get a, a very good stretch at that twenty five to thirty second range horses five to fifteen seconds max um, you know that's when they're going to get their stretch uh, and they'll let you know when when they start to, when they start to uh, you know say that's enough you really need to let them go um, so uh, yeah big fan of the of the stretching I think it's you know in fact I'm I'm kind of being a like a Seventy percent massage guy, thirty percent uh, stretching guy, to where I'm gonna, I might be the the muscle guy instead of the uh, instead of the massage guy soon. You know, because it's just a it's a more accurate uh, it's a, it's more accurate uh, name. Okay. <laughs> I thought I lost you. You're like, oh, my internet cut out. That have I been talking to myself for thirty minutes here? <laughs> no, I was just processing what you were saying because. Um, like I said, every time something comes out of your mouth, I learn something that I thought I already knew. <laughs> That's why I love you. I know. I love you too, Jamie. All right. And, well, on that note. Um. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. We also have, we have, uh, we have something special. We have to say happy birthday. Today's Jamie's birthday. Oh, well, happy birthday, Jamie. Thank you very much. I, uh, yeah, double he's 21 a, today. Fabulous he has a freaking birthday every day. He's going to these barns with pretty women every day, drooling all over him. I mean, that's like a birthday every day. Well, get out from it's behind like your desk and your microphone. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie, thank you so much for being on with us. We really appreciate it. This was, uh, this was fantastic, and hopefully I can, uh, I can come back again. This was, uh, this was a lot of fun. Really enjoyed it. All right. Thanks, Jamie. You. Well, that was nice. It was very, uh, you know, I didn't fall asleep once there on that serious topic. No, it, it was close, though. It was a few times. <laughs> but like I said, Jamie's hard. To, he's so enthusiastic he and is. excited. He, he engages you. And I'm lucky enough to have him work on my horses. And you know what I said about uh, him being good looking doesn't hurt either, does it? Uh, no, it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't. I mean, come on, it doesn't. It's like going into a museum. It's nice to look at, a, you know, a, a well-crafted piece of artwork. <laughs> But Next then again, time I, I say that about a girl, you're gonna you're, you'll bust on me. But you know what, Glenn? There, there's I definitely look, a uh, <laughs> divergence here. No, no, no. Here, here's the thing. <laughs> I could look at a bale of hay and appreciate its good looks. Oh, there. That's how to get out of it. Your no, husband doesn't not. listen to the shows. You don't have to worry. I, my husband's a hottie, so I have nothing. To <laughs> yeah, complain. you're right. You got a good looking husband. I got yeah, a good looking husband. True. So you know. That's true. Well, be sure to listen again next week as we have a great show lined up for you. And this was with the help of our friend, Johnny Robb. And she helped put together a show on ponies and minis. So we're looking forward to, you know how I feel about ponies. I'm a pony guy. I know. And I love driving ponies and I love all kinds of ponies. So we're, we're just look. we haven't done a show on ponies and minis I yet. I know. I'm so excited. I think I want to do a tack and habit show on ponies and minis. So maybe they'll send us one. <laughs> A sample? Or two. Yeah. <laughs> well, you could use a mini at your farm, actually, a little I mini. I know we could. Yeah, I that'd know. be cute. So one that, of the big ones, you know. Like and we have ones. some great guests. She lined up some terrific guests. We're talking world champion guests next week. So we'll have to put on our tux and be all ready to go for the Pony and Mini show. Aww. Well, next up. You know what? That gives me an idea. Uh, Let's do a like pony a and Pony and Mini tux? What? No. Oh. No. Having a Pony and Mini gala. 
but we have to have we have to find some kind of fundraising charity thing to, to do like That's wouldn't it be fun idea, to get though. all totally glamored up like sequins and tuxedos and have this great big pony and ball. it'd all be ponies and minis <laughs> yeah we could call it the pony ball and we that'd be the kind oh. of thing you and i would host would be a, a mini ball See, then I really could wear high heels and sequins <laughs> and sparkle and glitter. I could wear a tux. You know how long it's been since I wore a tux? Yeah, I do know because it's been a while. It's been a long time. <laughs> all right. Back to the show. All I right. over the road today. Sorry, people. Tell everybody where you can hear about us. Uh, oh, you can hear about us. Well, you can go to StableScoop.com for all the Stable Scoop shows. And you can go to HorseRadioNetwork.com because we have seven other great shows on Horse Radio Network. You can also, um, well, first we want to hear your feedback. We have a contact link on our website. You can also follow us on Twitter at Horse Radio. I'm also on Twitter, but I don't tweet very much. That's Helena underscore B-E-E. And what else? Where else can we be found? Uh, That's pretty much it. Yeah, Facebook. Facebook. Oh, yeah. Go follow us on Facebook. That's where we put all the fun pictures of Helena in high heels at shows. Sort of. (laughs) Sort of high heels. (laughs) Shh. All right, Helena, let's wrap it up. It's been a good show. We thank everybody for being here. We thank all our listeners around the world in all 42 countries now. And we appreciate you being here with us every week. Helena, we'll be back again next week. With a hopping good scoop. See, it's cheesy. Yeah, that was cheesy. And you had the perfect, it could have been a mini scoop because we have the mini scoop. Oh, a little scoop. (gasps) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Helena, we'll be back again next week. With a little big scoop. No. Little big? Little big? I was thinking of like, you know, little big, big, little big heart. Little, isn't there like a little big, little, little? Uh, <laughs> oh, it's never gonna happen. And it's never gonna end. It's <laughs> never gonna end. Bye, everybody. See you next week. Bye. Pilot to co-pilot. Are you are you are you taking off or am I? I will take off today. Okay, (laughs) co-pilot. Okay. You need to practice. I do not. (laughs) This is episode one hundred and six of the Stable Scoop Radio Show. Hold on a minute. Cut. See who who said that. (laughs) Well, I have a Saint Bernard who's like two inches from the microphone going. (laughs) (laughs) Wants to help. And, and not to mention the fact that Jack is sitting on the back of my chair. The back of my chair is only two inches wide, so I'm getting hit in the it's amazing face. amazing cats can do that. Uh, yeah, I know. Go lay down. This is episode 106 of the Stable Scoop Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network. Oh, that's where we didn't... I didn't change it. Cut. What is it? It is... I did, but I, you hit, just hit refresh. Cross-training this. Take 133. This is episode 106 of the Stable Scoop Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network. Cross-training those ha-ha horses. Please support our sponsors as they make this show possible. Did you want to do the other half, Glenn? Oh, shoot. I forgot we were doing that now. All right, start over. Take 400. <laughs> okay. Oh, well, <laughs> at least you got me laughing. This is a good thing. I don't think we're going to get through this today. No, no, I think it's all over now. <laughs> Year three, blooper reel.